Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, I'm a patron, peeps. It's time for the podcast you support. This is probably, you're hearing this in the new year uh, at some point where I'm in the old year. Oh boy, do you look like you're in a new year. You look uh, so new yearish. Uh, what do you say? We get out with the show, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do is a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. You know, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about or that are, you know, that are, you know, trying to vie for your attention. You know, thoughts about the past, the present, the future, just thinking stuff. Uh, arithmetic or arithmetic or math or maths. So many words about arithmetic that I'm glad I don't even know. Uh, but uh, like uh, you say, those, there's more than a few. Ma- math, uh, numbers, uh, there's actually... Uh, only 10 we need if you count zero, because zero needs to be counted, of course. Numbers, we can make a lot of them from just uh, 10 numbers. Uh, and uh, what, oh, whoops, so, so thoughts, uh, feelings, any emotions coming up for you. Uh, they, they could be, be physical feelings as well. It could be other things. It could be situational. You might be just going through something. You might have something coming up. Your schedule may have changed. Maybe you work on that second or third. Or, of course, now that I give the love out to the fourth and fifth shifts. Uh, holy cow. You know, my inbox is full. So if you do work in the fifth, fifth, fifth or, you know, or the fourth dimension, the shift of the fourth, the, the shifting for the fourth dimensional shift, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving you the, the boar love out there. Cause you say, well, I just switched. Uh, you know, I was in this, I was in, uh, I was in there in our, our dimension. And they said, well, there's an opening up in between the fifth shift and the fourth dimensional shift. Uh, and you want to do, you say, well, I don't know. How's that going to impact my, nor- my normal routine? Luckily, I have sleep with me because I don't even know. Just tell me when to be there. They say, well, be there at uh, Synapse4ZQP, Algorithm Robot. You see, I'm sorry, what, could you put that on a, um, something I could understand? I don't know how you expect me to show, how am I going to get any work done? I don't know what any of that means. Oh, I'm sorry. You will later, though. Oh, okay. This sounds like uh, I'm already asleep in some sense. Uh, you may be, may, hopefully you're halfway there. You see, yeah, well, as soon as you started giving that Hollywood glamour to the fourth and fifth shifts i started thinking about other things anyway so whatever's keeping me awake i'm here to take your mind off of that and keep you company while you fall asleep i'm here to distract you and the way i'm going to do it is i'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night i'm going to use lulling soothing creaky dulcet tones oh so creaky are my dulcets you might say, how creaky are they, Scoots? And I'd say, Cre- just creaky enough, uh, hopefully, because I can't think of jokes like that. You say, oh, tell me how creaky, so creaky uh, that I can't even think of any jokes about them. So creaky, they make floorboards groan. You know, so so creaky. They record them for uh, events around October. You know, between October first and October thirty first, and then they play them in the background uh, to simulate doors. Uh, you know, uni- they say oh, Universal's. Hey, Universal, look me up next year when you get everything going. You say. Yeah, we got our super fun. You know, uh, October fun time going. 
or knots. You see, knots, a fun, fun, fun pumpkin farm at night. Uh, I guess I'm still thinking about that stuff. So uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night, lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. You just got a mini one there. Superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. And I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. That's the deal. And that can be a little bit different for most people. So let me give you some other information right up front. One, this podcast is not for everybody. I really hope it is for you. Most of the regular listeners, what up, regular listeners? How you doing? What up, any fish is listening right now? Any, uh, any like, well, regular listeners and listeners that have fishes or fishes, uh, kitten, any kittens listening, they're probably not paying attention. And I mean, not that kittens are, kittens aren't, no, who pays less attention? Puppies, definitely, than, kit, than kittens. That's interesting. You probably have less, like, a puppy's not going to give you, like, a, huh, my brain is a bit like a puppy running around. But that's funny because you say, who is, which, which, uh, domesticated, what do they call them? Domesticated pet, uh, is going to, has a child or a, a new, 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 new foundling or whatever. I would say a puppy is going to be more distracted than a kitten, but that's based on actually no factual information and a whole lot of assuming but then when they grow up, it's the opposite, at least for my case. Like now that I'm in, still in 2020, co- where I go, Koa goes, except I say, okay, I'm going to close the bathroom. I need to, this, this is my bathroom time, please. Don't worry, I'll wash my hands. Oh boy, you could sit there by the door and listen. Okay, you want to, oh, do you mind if I walk over here? Okay, come along. Where a cat, I would imagine, cat's got stuff going on. So, oh boy, that's a superfluous tangent there. Oh, oh, you, oh, this podcast isn't for everybody. That's what I was trying to say. So give it a few tries and see how it goes. That's one thing. So if you're skeptical or you're doubtful or you're not feeling it, that's normal, actually. That's the way most people get when they first listen to this podcast feel. And so just give the podcast a few tries and just kind of see how it goes. And this podcast is best consumed loosely. So, I mean, maybe even in the back of your head, you could watch a puppy bounding around and imagine that I'm a puppy. You see, when, like, uh, it would almost be like that. You'd say, okay, here's the thing. Oh, wait, can you come back here? Oh, you don't know what that means? Oh, no, not there, please. Oh, boy. Gotta get my spray to clean that up. But so, hey, could you come back here? I, I just want you to introduce a pod. Oh, where'd you go? No, no, no. No, don't go under. Oh, okay. Don't please don't chew on that. Podcasts a bit like that, uh, so it's best if you just kind of say, "Okay, let's just give it some basic limitations," but it, like consume it loosely. Uh, like, not, I'm not. That's not an analogy with a puppy, obviously. But you'd say, let you know, let the puppy run around. And say, "Okay, this is your spot to do that. No chewing." Other than that, I kind of, you know, I put up these paper by, you know, whatever. I'm trying to give you some space to bound around. So best consume loosely, meaning that it never really, this is a podcast that never really gets started and peters out from there. So it's just like sand in your hand. You say, okay, it's just drifting through my hand there. So best consume loosely. It's also a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm more here to keep you company as you fall asleep, of all things. So I'm here to take your mind off stuff while you drift off. And and that's the reason the show is about an hour, is to give you plenty of time. So you just drift off at your leisure. And if you can't sleep, I'll be here for you. Like, I'll be here to keep you company to the very end. So I'm here for you, whether you're awake or asleep. And that's really my job, is I'm here to be your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar sib, your boar bestie, uh, your boar cuz, whatever, however you, whatever, like, you reach a stage where you say, yeah, I'm comfortable. You're, you're, oh, somebody said neighbor recently. I'm sorry, if I, I, on Twitter. So it's a new one. 
but so, yeah, just kind of, I'm just here to be your friend to take your mind off. So just like I was on call and you'd say, like, if you had a puppy and you say, I mean, I never, I don't, I've, I probably, adults have probably said this, but now I'm, I'm so puppied, I'm, I'm puppied out. I'm done pupped out from this puppy. Can you just come over and watch my puppy bound around for a little bit? You know, it's in the pre, but you can't really play with it because the puppy's still, you know, getting to know the world. And if it needs to get to know the world of restrooms, that's, that's that spot over there. Otherwise, uh, and uh, just keep an eye on it. Uh, you'd say, sure. This kind of this podcast is so you say, okay, I'm just going to keep my, and then maybe you, if the puppy already has like a place, a safe place to play in, you'd say, well, I'm going to queue up something. I, mean, I got to finish up the uh, queen's gambit here, you know? So I got to get on that. Uh, so just kind of see how it goes. Uh, uh, and consume it loosely. The other things that can throw new people off, uh, but my regular listeners, you know where I'm going with this. Thanks uh, for being here. Is the structure of the show. This show is structured very differently because it's here to put, put you to sleep. So the show starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, pet-based beings, uh, domesticated friends, uh, anybody listening in, you know, maybe I, I've never heard from any birds that are listening in outside of someone's window or a squirrel in a tree outside of a child's room uh, that listens to the podcast or an adult's room. And you say, well, yeah, I was inside that tree. Oh, boy, was that good. I was snuggled in my tree, and I was hearing this uh Somewhat comforting voice. Kind of sounded a bit like when the tree bends in the wind, but all the time. So the show starts off the greeting. Then there's business. The business lasts about four to six minutes. There's some stuff like uh, about listener support, too. That's how we're bringing this show twice a week. Then there's an intro. The intro goes from like minute six or eight or so to minute 20 to 22 to 23 to 19 ish. And that's uh, the introduction of the podcast. It's different every time. I try to introduce what the podcast is. Some of the stuff is repetitive. And it's the whole idea is I introduce new people to podcasts. But it's different every time. So, you're, I mean, this is really one of the key concepts of sleep with me. So your brain can't adapt or your emotions, or your body, or the combination of things that are keeping you up. That's why the intro is new every time. Because, I don't know, for me, if I, everything I try, my, my body and brain adapts and it says, nah, let's think about, you know, let's think about fifth grade. Nah, let's think about next week. And they said, what, well, I was going to go to sleep. Remember I, was so, remember I was so tired and I did all that? Oh, boy, nah, meh, that, that routine is so routine. So that's why the thing, the intro is different every time. The reason it lasts about 20 minutes, and for some people they say you never get started or what is the intro. The intro is here to ease you into bedtime, to give you some distance from the day or to be a part of your bedtime routine as you're winding down. You know, for a percentage of listeners, they're falling asleep, and that's great. You look so great as you're falling asleep, so peaceful. And some listeners skip it, but most people, yeah, it's, it's part of their decompression is exactly what is it. They're doing something else or they're getting ready for bed or they need a break during the day. So that's why the intro goes on for 20 minutes or so. Also, the other thing is I can't ever get to the point. If I, did, I mean, it, that's the thing. If I could get to the point, I wouldn't have a sleep podcast, uh, I don't know, like efficiency in a sleep podcast or this sleep podcast are not like, uh, I mean, that'd be like telling a puppy to grow up uh, or get a job. I'm sure somebody's done that in a movie before. They've said, hey, get a job. And the puppy would just look at you and then maybe like start like, you know, biting the rug or something or, you know, lift its leg. He's, can you can you just grow up and says I'm a puppy I don't know like I don't know what to tell you I'm gonna um did you know I have a did you see this thing behind me that's part of my body I just figured that out uh, so I can't I don't think I can go out and get a job I just realized there's this thing 
and it can move it, but I can't really control it. Also, it it wants me to chase it sometimes. Uh, what did you say about getting a job? You said to get a job, right? Or were you saying that I needed to grow up? Oh boy, what is that? Even? Oh, that thing's oh my, that's so weird. I just felt it move, and I felt it move from the inside, but I don't know if I was moving it. Did you say they call this thing a tail? Oh boy, because it's I think it's you know what I think it's wagging me. What were you saying? Should I get a job? Uh, what's it? Oh, what's the job? Now I feel like a bit of, like I'm in a movie, a Pixar movie or something. Did Doug say any of that stuff? Maybe that's where it's from my how it got in my brain. But I mean, that's exactly even if it wasn't from that, that's exactly what a puppy would say. If you said get, and then for me, then I would feel then I'd go to try to go to bed at night and say, "Can't believe you told that puppy to get a job." You're supposed to be, and I say, yeah, no, I feel, I, I know, you're right brain, or left brain, whoever's judging me now. Oh, no, you're judging yourself because you told a puppy to get a job and grow up. It was just a puppy. And remember, you had that, you furrowed your eyebrow at a puppy. Yeah, I didn't actually say any of that stuff. I just thought it, uh, yeah, the puppy knew anyway. You might as well have told it to grow up and get a job the way you uh, furrowed your brow at it. I don't think any of this happened, though. I was just recording a podcast intro. So anyway, the, oh, what was, that's why the intro goes on and on and on, because you can't get to the point. I mean, when you get distracted by stuff like that, you got to lean in. So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the story. Uh, that's just how podcast structure works, and, and uh, that's kind of the sweet spot. You can always find that stuff at our website. Who's sponsoring the show? Then there's our story. Tonight it'll be a first episode of our new episodically modular series that doesn't even have an official title yet. Uh, so I'm excited. And that'll be episodically modular so you can listen to it in any order because at the top of every episode will be something to catch you up. Uh, but mostly it'll be meandering and put you off into dreamland. So it'll just be like an individual bedtime story. Then at the end is uh, thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show. The only other thing that's important to know is the reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. And uh, that, like, uh, you deserve a place where you can rest. And that means that if you get some rest, your world will be better, our world will be better. And you deserve an opportunity to be rested to live your life. I really believe that. The other thing is that I've been there. The other reason I make the show is because I've been there. I mean, what I would say is like somebody somebody else in the world's probably glared at a puppy before. And I didn't intentionally glare at the puppy. I just got moody. And all I did was glare at it and think to myself, why don't you get a job, puppy, and grow up? Uh and that was only imagining an intro for a pot. And my brain would say, well, I don't know. We got to talk, but we better think about this a lot. What does this say about you that you glared at a puppy today? I need to bring, you know, I need to bring up some witnesses. And I say, well, I'm just, I, I thought I had that cocoa. I'm going to fall asleep. Oh, no, you're not. You're not falling asleep. Oh, boy. I got a, I got a conference call in from the Puppy, puppy, puppy Feelings International. And they want to talk about it. this is a big case for them because, uh, wait a second, the puppy didn't even, I don't think the puppy was even looking at me when I glared at it and imagined that I was imagining to tell it to get a job. That was more of an analogy for something else. Uh, okay, well, you'll have to tell it to the puppy. Oh, the puppy council, puppy feelings council is actually made up of puppies. They all are running around right now. So I'll have to get back to you. So those are the reasons I make the show. You deserve a good night's sleep, and I know how it feels in the deep, dark night, and I want to make it better or a little bit more relaxing or tolerable or something that you don't you don't have to deal with the rigmarole, that you could look forward to bedtime and say, well, at least Scoots is going to be chasing his proverbial tail around. This time he was actually kind of chasing his own tail around. And uh, you say, I mean, I, I would think when you're, if you're first developing a relationship, here's a book, uh, Developing a Relationship with My Tail, Scoot, this, um, a, puppy's, a puppy's story. 
Uh, you know, or that'd be chapter one, the day I discovered my tail. It was a day like any other. I don't remember anything about it because it felt like I, I didn't even know it was, uh, I, I, yeah. And then there was this thing wiggling. And I said, is that some sort of being? Then I chased it. Oh, okay. So anyway, that's that's why I make the show. Give it a few tries. That's what most people say. Like I said, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. There's really nothing to lose on your end. I really hope it can help you fall asleep. And if it doesn't, there's tons of other sleep podcasts out there. You could do, you know, you could check, just Google sleep podcasts. But, uh, you know, sleep whispers, there's get sleepy, there's sleepy, there's nothing much happens, sleep cove, uh, women's sleep meditations, meditation minis. There's tons of stuff out there, empty bowl. And there's probably a bunch I'm not even thinking of. So give it, but give the show a shot. I hope it works for you. It's definitely different. <laughs> So give it a few tries. See how it goes. I really appreciate you coming by. I work really hard, believe it or not, on this show because I yearn and I strive and I want to help you fall asleep. So thanks again for your coming by. And uh, here's a couple of ways we were able to bring this show twice a week. All right, everybody. It's Scooter here. And this is going to be our new ongoing episodically modular series. And it's definitely different than anything we've done before, but it exists in a world you may be familiar with if you've listened to the podcast for a long time. And it's a genre of podcast that I haven't gotten to do before, so I'm really excited about it, and I won't be really involved very much. Uh, So it'll be a little bit like I want you to, you know, get settled in and just imagine and get comfortable. And everything, now the nice thing about these episodically modular series is you really can listen to them in any order and it's going to come at you in a way that uh, will still be sleepy and everything will be explained in a very soothing and meandering way. So I just want you to think of any positive memories or maybe a picturesque memory of a game night. Uh, you're comfortable and you're with uh, friends you feel really comfortable around. You can really be yourself and you're at ease. And you're just drifting and you're getting comfortable. And I'm going to turn things over uh, to, the, to, to, to the people. Uh, yeah. So, oh, oh, sorry. I was buying time. But, okay, uh so this is Mr. Antonio Banderas, but we don't have a title of the series yet. Uh, but Antonio was listening, so go ahead, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Ah, yes, as friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, get comfortable for a little bit of the fifth edition, like a roll of a 20-sided die, off to dreamland, dice, uh, yes, a dice, not die, he said it again, Antonio, like a 20-sided dice, rolling you off into dreamland, it comes out a new series, uh, you just roll the 20, good night. Oh, thanks, Antonio. That's not the name of the series, so that was just Antonio's tagline for this. Thanks, uh, thanks, everybody. Okay, hey, come on in. Uh, so, yeah, sit down. Yeah, don't worry. Get co- get get comfortable. So, I just wanted to get the introductions going while you get settled. You, yeah, your character sheet's right in front of you. And uh, I know we kind of talked about it, and, and you so you know who you're playing, but I just wanted to introduce you to everybody because this is, you know, a bit of a, a different situation, and we want to talk about that because we already started this game, this adventure, and we agreed uh, to... Uh, we wanted to keep playing it and not, because the first part of the adventure is really not that great anyway. It was just like uh, to get us to where we are right now and to get leveled up. It was, so you're, you're at level two. I think I told you that. And uh, this, everybody, uh, you know, I mean, we already know because we talked about it. But this is Raul. 
uh, or Eleanor, sorry, Eleanor. Yeah, I'm Eleanor. And, uh, yeah, so Eleanor, this is type, uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, good, good to meet you, Eleanor. I'm Lord Von Chill. And as you could see, you know, I am, I prefer you could call me Lord or your grace or my grace. Uh, my Lord is something I prefer. And you could probably tell that I'm a royal fighter and you'll learn more about me as the adventure goes on. I'm looking forward to working with you and being healed and treated by you because I know you're a Florentian nurse. Uh, but yes, I am here clad in armor uh, to keep us going on this journey. And this year is my, uh, 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 well, we'll talk about that in a second, but I, uh, we did roll, this is not Lord Von Chill. This is, you could call me, just call me Lord Von Chill. But we did roll it, and I won to have a sidekick. Uh, so I'm the only one with a sidekick because those two dropped out of the game. But anyway, so this is my sidekick. Uh, it's a higher, oh, I'll introduce you, Lord Von Chill. And this is my, uh, this is my hireling, my, uh, a, a rogue, a knavish rogue, uh, nimble finger. So I keep a close eye on, uh, Granada of Darmok. Uh, no, 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 my, my grace, it's D D D Granada of the Order of Darmok. Uh, Granada's fine. Uh, nice to meet you, Eleanor. Yes, uh, Lord Von Chill. The Lord, like, uh, has hired me, and I'm not willing to share uh, our, what agreement we've reached or how much, uh, it, you know, His Grace did not pay me in gold. I'll be clear about that. Uh, we have an understanding. Oh, just so you know, Eleanor, you know, Granada cannot be trusted. You know, I can trust Granada because I keep an eye on everything. Uh, yes, but you could, but uh, I can be trusted, Eleanor. Uh, you could trust uh, that you can't trust me, which creates trust. But I'm looking forward to making an arrangement with you and working. You know, if, if the mission is not completed, then I get nothing. And okay, hold 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 on a second. This is Eleanor. Um, so you're playing both Lord Von Chill and. Granada or of the Order of Darmok? No, I'm Lord Chill, Lord Von Chill, uh, or Your Grace, or Your Lordship, and this is my assistant. Uh, you, you know, my hired, my my sidekick. I don't know that's what the classification is, but uh, Granada of the Order of Darmok. Excuse me. Okay, the, yeah, he's playing both roles, and he has an issue with, uh, it's a bit, it can be a bit, I'm, I'm Perea, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, you're not Perea, you're Zell, I'm, I'm Zell, I'm a fighter, I'm a hired sword, I, uh, I signed up for this mission, in my personal life, I may or may not date someone that plays Lord Von Chill and also decides that they have a double personality and they play uh, Granada of Darmok, and it may or may not be tiresome. But I'm here to have fun, really, so I'm, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much for being willing to come into a game that already started after two people dropped, you know, we lost two players, and we have a new dungeon master, uh, So, but that's not a big deal. Could you tell me a little bit more about yourself, Eleanor? What's a Flor I've never met a Florentian nurse uh, before. Is That sounds like you're a bit of an idealist. Well, yes, uh, thank you. for uh, Nice to meet you, uh, Zell and uh, Lord Von Chill. Uh, is it going to be efficient calling you Lord and Granada? Of, Dar of the Order of Darmok. Uh, Zell, that's easy. Granada, that's easy. Lord Von Chill, like in action, 
I don't think I'm going to be comfortable calling you your grace or your lordship just because I may not come from a place. I respect your royalness, but I also am just thinking in the heat of action. And also probably to strike like Von Chill probably will uh, be very intimidating if I'm yelling, Von Chill, throw me this or Von Chill on your right. Oh, yes, uh, I think we could make an arrangement for that. Uh, thank you for asking, Eleanor. So tell us what a Florentian is. Well, Florentians, thank you for both for asking. I'm looking forward to working with all three of you. So, yeah, Florentians, we are uh order of healers and nurses trained, uh, and we're trained in various healing arts, and we believe, uh, we, we also probably heard that we are a bit of a, or maybe you haven't because you're looking at me blankly. You know, some Florentians or the Florentians are also associated with healing and hedonism, the double H as they call us sometimes. In, in, in my world, I mean, we're from a, a land a little bit further away than where all you are from in the central peninsula here, whatever you call it. And so we believe in the three Florences. That's who we worship. Uh, you know, Florence, the healer of the night, of course, uh, she who flies above the night, healing those below. Uh, Florence, the supreme, the 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 one true. I mean, she is a part of the. She's the supreme Florence, and then Florence of the machine. Uh, that you know, and so we in worshiping all the Florences and. Uh, we believe in healing, and we also believe in letting loose. And, you know, I won't be letting loose on this adventure. But, yeah, when a Florence a Florentian lets their hair down, they let it down. Because, you know, we, spending all day healing is can be a... Uh, well, that's great. Nice to meet you, Florence. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're looking for... You know, we, we have... Uh, you know, I have a long bow. I have my trusted family sword. I have the nimble fingers here of Granada, who also, you know, is, is well, uh, I, I don't know what I'm, I guess I'm trying to fill air and thinking about uh, what you've said. It's stimulated my imagination. I'll just be honest with you. I've never met a Florentian. Okay, okay, Lord Von Chill. It is great to meet you. Yeah, I'm ready for action too, and... Uh, I'm excited to work with you. So I see you have a powerful hammer there. And uh, are those uh, hand axes on your belt uh, for throwing? Yes, yes, they are. You know, Florentines, we don't have much restraint. You know, we, we do. I am prepared. Uh, and I'm fairly, well, well, maybe we should talk about this. I haven't met everybody. I mean, I do see Granada. The Order of Darmok has a short sword and a short bow. And Zell, it seems like you have a long bow and a very nice, uh, great sword. It looks powerful. Thank you. It is. Uh, it is powerful. I'm looking forward to using it uh, at your side. And also, Lord Von Chill does not have a great bow. Lord Von Chill wants my great bow, but carries javelins. And who is this last character here? Okay, so yeah, the dungeon master here. The, the, so this is the NPC. Originally, hmm, I, like uh, the NPC was assigned as part of this mission, as this adventure from the council of you know the magical council and. Uh, I thought that uh, they weren't going to be an NPC, but they do have privileged information. So it's just better that they're an NPC now that we had two, two players drop out of the game. Uh, so this is Wata, and uh, Wata is a... Well, hello, hello, I'm Wata. Yes, I'm uh, new to the Council of Wizards. Uh, I believe they think I'm expendable. Uh, but I, um, I, I do have, uh, I've, 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 I've been raised strong in magic 
Well, I'm only a second-level wizard. I do carry a short sword as well. And I'm here to help guide us on this mission because there's so much at stake that we should probably get to that part. And I'm very quiet. I don't tend to speak much. I tend to mind my business and soak everything in. Uh, my element is water, which is we are in the right place for that. Uh, and I know the dungeon master was hoping that everyone will will give give them plenty of wide berth. Uh, since this is their first time playing a NPC that's supposed to be a big part of the adventure, and the first time they're playing this new adventure, they wrote, and uh, because it's because it's. Based on this ancient game, a D&D 5th edition uh, that existed before before the aftertime, all the way back uh, in, the, in the, like, uh, that the Dungeon Master, I can't speak for the Dungeon Master, I can speak for, with, but the, as them, that they hope that everyone will be patient. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, uh, Florencians are known for our patience, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, uh, so go ahead, why don't you, uh, tell us more, Dungeon Master, and then we could really get into the place where we're not, not like, where we're in the zone. Yeah, thank you, um, so, uh, yeah, so this is a new adventure that we're playing by D&D 5th Edition Rules, which I know all of you have played before. I've never DM'd. I had thought of this. So I'll just give you, so please be patient. I mean, just like Wada said, uh, please be patient with me. Um, also, some of this is going to be new to me. Uh, like, so, but so I'll give you the hook and where we are and everything and who, you know, the, the WYSIWYG or whatever they call it. So who, you are a team of adventurers hired uh, by uh, like a mysterious council of wizards uh, that have uh, said that uh, appealed to your cause, your desire to be a part of a greater cause for adventure, for power, and for financial reward. As you know, uh, as you know, from outside the game, there's the, the before the, the before the after time, in between the before time and the after time, which we live in. There was a time that was before that was after the before time and before the after time, and that was when she rose, uh, and just like you know, some of the 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 myths of our culture about. Uh, that she she lived in this theme park that became this abandoned theme park that became sentient, and this adventure takes place right after the 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 before time, but before the before so after no before the after time, but before the before the after time, before she discovered the park, you know a lot of legends say. And yet, this is just a myth we live on hundreds of years ago, or these before times. Uh, uh, you know, now that we've kind of some stuff we've rebuilt and anew, and sometimes we've built into these nostalgic myths. Uh, could this have ever been real? Well, this adventure explains uh, and delves into some of the history and backstory here. And so the okay, so so the, I guess that's the time when who what where when. But uh, so you were hired by a council of wizards. Uh, now some of you were hired separately. You may have information that uh, only you possess. Really, the, there's people that have information only they possess. Lord von Chill is not okay. Lord von Chill, actually, right now it's uh, not the time for that. Oh, excuse me. So you were hired by the Council of Wizards, or Council of Wizards, uh, uh, to go into this uh, theme park where there is uh, a known, uh, something unknown, unknown, what is known that somewhere more than likely 
in this ancient abandoned theme park from the before time that there is a, a power source in there or a, a portal or something. You're None of you are wizards except for Wata. And uh, that somewhere in, in there is this, this powerful, powerful source. It was discovered long ago by the Council of Wizards, uh, and they, they, they've been looking and knowing that the source was there. And, you know, but this is a, this is a long abandoned park. And because of this portal, it has changed the beings within there, who not only had, there were already all sorts of beings that had come there and settled there, but something about this uh, portal or this, this well of magic has altered things there. And at the same time, many other people with many other agendas have been trying to find this uh, well. Now, this, this, it, it, we, we know, and it's been known, uh, according to legend, just over the past uh, like uh, six to twelve months, that, that it was in this area, and uh, you know, many uh, forces of not good have uh, worked together to try to discover it, and, and now. The good thing is, and hopefully you won't come in contact with them, they're looking in the wrong place. The Council of Wizards has been putting out disinformation, and they've settled on this one section of one park uh, where they're pretty sure this well is. And they had a team and a team of wizards there uh, that were supposed to, but they haven't heard from them. And so something has gone awry, but this, there was some sort of thing they were supposed to do if, if it was discovered, uh, and that has to be done. And, and I, this is where we only know partial information. I don't know. Wata, do you do? Yes, so we are tasked with. Uh, so this portal uh this well as is uh, has been described to us uh, as we're hired for this mission it is open to another realm and this is a magical realm not of our world and as far as we could tell the the, the there's only a partial opening like a tear uh like that lets in some breeze like a rip in a tent and they're on a cold plane, and the cold plane is the magical realm. But imagine uh, that uh, the the magical plane is it's it's a bit beyond our understanding. But there are forces just like in our world of all intents, uh, benevolent and uh, malevolent uh, intents as well as you know non you know less uh, agenda based intents uh what our goal is to do is to to close that uh, tear up because the fear would be that if someone was to try to take control of that tear or open it up further or it just rips open well, if it just rips open, it's probably uh, this world would cease to exist. Uh, it may be sucked or it may be overwhelmed, uh, just like if your tent was to rip open on a frozen plane. The fear would be, though, that someone would control it and just let it, you know, they would take power. They could take it, then they could control with magic what comes and goes from the magical plane, and they would have access to power that is, uh, at least in this world, would be considered unlimited power. And they could control our entire world. So we've been tasked, as you already know, with, uh, uh, one, checking the last known location. First, our first mission is to track, uh, go to the last known, that's where we're camped, uh, which maybe we'll fill in later. The last known location of uh, a group of wizards, of uh, more experienced wizards, not adventurers, though. They were supposed to be in a secure camp area. Not only trying to find the location, but uh, what we would need uh, 
to uh, to to either control or close the the, the, the tear in this magical realm. And even as they were building a device, uh, a staff, uh, a headpiece, and a gem, uh, we believe they finished that and they hid it around the area uh, so that uh, if something were to occur, it would be more difficult uh, for the evil forces to just you know take it from your hands and then start using it. So we have to establish uh, where, uh, w- w- you know, what happened to the wizards. Where is the tear specifically? We don't know specifically other than it is in this land that I think the dungeon master will tell us more about. And then we have to find the staff, the headpiece, and the gem. And then ideally uh, close it up or contact the wizard's council for more assistance and uh yeah so sorry dungeon master no thank you thank you yeah so we're playing at D fifth edition and i think i set the time period where are you specifically so especially uh eleanor you just arrived uh originally this adventure started off with level one adventurers hired by the wizard's council uh, because they were so concerned about the influences uh, in the, the, of power, unlimited power, that uh, they wanted adventurers that they, they had researched very well, but they could also have influence over that you wouldn't just go and take the power for yourself. That's why they wanted beginning adventurers. Also, may or may not you may or may not be the first adventurers trying this out. Uh, and the first goal uh, for the level one adventurers was to sneak into this part of the park. It was part of a king, kingdom of ma- magic uh, in the old, the before times. That was more of a metaphorical term, not having to do with magic users, but the feeling, uh, what we would call, I guess, joy. It was just another metaphor for that. Before This was a time when there wasn't real magic in the world, the before time. And so your first goal was to sneak into this part of the park uh, through some um, canals and a tunnel, uh, well, like a a water area, and into this part of the park uh, through where water, like, you know, like a sewage went out. And the part of the park that you're in is called the Land of Tomorrow, and it was part of this greater kingdom of magic, and this was a land based on the ideas of the future. It was a celebration of the ideas of the future, kind of in a retrospective way. I guess like when this, I've done a lot of research about this. This was a part of like what were they were called theme parks, and this was one of the biggest in the world. And they had this, originally they had, like, it was supposed to be just a future land. Oh, this is what the world's going to be like in the future or tomorrow or something. And they constantly tried to reinvent it, but then the future would come and then they'd argue over their budgets. And then they'd, like, uh, and so eventually they embraced the idea very too close to the time uh, where it stopped being the before time. Uh, they embrace the idea of let's just make this a celebration of what people like of people celebrating the idea of tomorrow and their visions of it. So it became more like a little bit of a world's fair, which I think they had tried a few times, but this time they finally got it right. And people were now it wasn't open very long, unfortunately for them. But it was some things that already existed there that kept existing. And they said, oh, well, this one's about this vision of tomorrow. And there was actors or role players in an amazing way that you could encounter everywhere. And they would be giving presentations. Because some people liked these Victorian ideas of the future. Some people like these, like, steampunk ideas of the future. Some people like these sleek ideas of the future. And actually where you're camped right now was more of this mysterious corporate 
uh, intrigue idea of the future and of other worlds and technology and the, 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 the non-positive side of technology sometimes. So you're in that, that's where you are specifically. You've made camp under the awnings outside of a ride uh, called, uh, to, like, I don't know, that we don't have this. The ride had a couple different names and iterations. Uh, but it's a, like, it's actually not even a ride. It's a show, it was a show based on, it was featuring alien technology. And it was kind of making fun of, like, uh, corporations and their uh, aloofness and their amorality. And so you're camped under a building that's kind of like Art deco You could see these giant 30-foot statues on either side of the entrance you kind of camped in. And uh, they, they kind of look like something you'd see in those historical pictures of... Uh, uh, cities with uh, like gold and silver, but they also have hints of other like what they were imagining at the time was otherworldly beings uh, and humans together. Okay, so why are you all here? Uh, Wada kind of did a good reason his uh, without your success, uh, soon these other wizards and uh. These evil forces that that is actually run by a. Uh, we we don't we can't totally tell you the extent of who's behind this, but if they capture this portal, it'll be if the if it tears, you won't even know it. You'll just uh, probably see some sort of poof, and then that our world will be gone. And who knows what our world will become if it falls into the hands of those with other agendas. But you could be the ones uh, to to control the tear or to limit it or maybe just barely limit it uh, to regulate it or put a governor on it uh, so that one day uh, this park becomes a set of sentient beings that can instruct someone who will change things for everyone on our planet for the better. Or at least that's, you know, how part of a legend holds things. Uh, so it's up to you. And how will you do it? Uh, we don't know. You'll have to use cunning. You'll have to use, um, you know, teamwork. You'll have to use many things. And so for right now, where you are is uh, you're camped outside of the doors, which are in front of you uh, to this adventure called the Extra to, to rec, to, tech, I think they called it the extra technical, technical something, encountering extra technology or something. I don't know. I didn't write that part, I guess. So the doors in front of you are stuck. Uh, and uh, I guess should we get, get started? Uh, yes, I have Lord Von Chill here. Can I try to uh, break the doors open with my strength? Uh, yeah, you you can. Okay, go ahead. Okay, nineteen. So yeah, you break you break the doors open. They were uh, sealed from the inside with wooden slats. And as you open the doors, uh, w- w- okay. So what should we 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 should have listened to before we broke the doors open? Can we just agree to have consensus decision making from here on end? Uh, we could. Why don't we ask Eleanor what we should? Yeah, I would say, can we just do that, please? Like, uh, well, that's just a two. Uh, and uh, Granada, what do you think? I would have liked to uh, check for, before uh, your, your lordship. Uh, I would have liked to check first uh, for your protection. Oh, thank you, Granada. Yes, so, okay. Uh, so what do you want to do now? Let's investigate and, and kind of... Okay, so you, you don't detect any, not, not four, so. Okay, so we don't know anything. What do we see if we look into through the doorways? So you see a room, it's got a, it, it, it has a smell of wet uh, rot. Uh, there's old faded carpets on the ground, 
and like, like this is what would be considered a classical pre-queue. You were part of the exterior queue, is where you made camp, uh, and this was like another area where you'd queue up, and then uh, you could kind of see it's a bit like a maze through what's now old ramsacked. Uh, and most of it's been taken. You see glass display cases that are kind of empty and maybe filled with some stuff that's worthless. And it, it it's shaped like a queue, which is a maze, but you could kind of see through the maze, and it ends at a, another set of doors that have been smashed, uh, but it's darkness beyond the doors. Okay. Uh, what is everybody's thoughts? Uh, Zell here, I think that uh, we should send Granada stealthily and to the doors to look in, and we'll proceed behind, maybe check for some traps too. Okay, which one, check for traps or be stealthy? Well, can I, can I, can I move stealthily? Not full, you know, and then see if there's any traps in this area. You can. Okay, what happened? Wait, see, my rolls are sitting, so you don't detect anything. Okay, well, uh, then I think we've won chill. You should proceed towards the doors because, uh, uh, that like I, I didn't, I didn't detect or non detect anything. Okay, I'll move towards the door, saying slowly I'm moving towards the door. Okay, nothing happens. You get towards the door, and it's darkness beyond. Uh, Also because it turns, like, it's a sharp left turn, and then a sharp right turn, so you can't even see. Okay, can I listen and, and see if I hear anything? Yeah, you listen... And you kind of hear maybe like some sort of mechanical whirring. Oh, interesting. Some mechanical whirring. Do I, I don't recognize it from anywhere. Does anyone else recognize it from anywhere? Can everybody else come and listen with me? Yeah, no one, like uh, no one, I mean, I guess you could see. Yeah, no one recognizes it, and uh, not not with that. Uh, oh, okay, so we hear whirring. How consistent is the whirring? It's consistently inconsist- inconsistent. Uh, okay, shall we proceed uh, going through this kind of S curve to see what we see beyond it? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to take the lead, though. Okay, Zell, you could take the lead. You're you're very uh, ready. Uh, Okay, so you go through the S-curve, and then you see into a room. And in the room, is this is, would be considered the pre-show room. And because of, like, uh, because of the doors outside, I don't know why, like, the, the, ba- the back of the room is this giant mural that is somewhat, I don't know if what, what paint they used, but it just shows it's like a giant um, propaganda-type advertisement in an ironic way about the power of alien technology and human technology coming together and making a bright tomorrow. But for this corporation, uh, the X1 Corporation, it still also has like Art Deco features that are in pretty good shape because they're golden, but they're not made from gold or anything uh, worth anything. You could see a couple places where people chipped it off to test that. And there's a big open space with some dividers just to keep people in line. And then there's a presentation table in front of you. And there's an Android or a robot uh, that, that from the before time. You've seen those images before. It's mostly an exoskeleton. It does have some green, and it's, so it's missing one of its uh, arms. 
Uh, and the, you can now s- detect the whirring as its eyes opening and closing on an occasional basis and its head turning ever so slightly. So it's still receiving power, uh, but it doesn't seem to be operating. And then on either side, it, it's like the, the, the thing was there to present a pre-show about the technology that would be presented in the show later in the attraction. And uh, the uh, there's like two chambers, like uh, one is like uh, they're they're both like damaged. Like they they one was supposed to be look like it was damaged, but then they were both damaged. Uh, so they're just kind of like pedestals with broken stuff on them. Okay, so what else do we see? Any do- oh any doors or what else do we see? Okay, yeah, if you continue to your left, there's another set of double doors, uh, and those doors are closed. Okay, and uh, if I, uh, what if I, what's on the table in front of uh, the, the, the android? Uh, you can't see it from where you are. Do you want to walk up to it? Well, that's a loaded question. Um Granada, can you detect if there's anything going on that we need to worry about? Oh, yeah, I can try. Okay, you don't detect any TRAPSs, but you definitely detect something Granada feel. Oh, and then the droid, its eyes are fully open, and now it's motion, and now it's saying, Greetings, uh, do you have a password? Do we have a password? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't have a password. Does anybody else have Granada? Do you have a password? Greetings. We're discussing it. Please don't take any action. Does anybody? Uh, yes, I'm Imwada. Ah. Oh, you. That is a. That is a. Pa- a name is a password. Hello, everyone. I'm Currybot, uh, and I'm he- here as a protector. I'm glad you're here. A protector of what? A protector. The the wizards imbued me with uh, sentience uh, to protect this area from intruders. Okay. Uh, can you let us in then? We get, where are the wizards? I don't know. I'm only here to protect uh, from a threat, and I've been left with many names. Uh, that is one of the names that, uh, but I can't uh, just allow you passage either. Well, wait a second. This is Wada here. Why can't you offer us a passage? That's isn't that your job? No, my job is to protect this area for camp. And there's a camp and a laboratory in here uh, for the wizards. And yes, the wizards are no longer here. Uh, because there's strange things about, uh, you know, the power that made me sentient, the wizards channeled from this area. And, you know, I'm able to defend anything that comes through here, but I am still secured to this desk. uh, So really, I'm more of an advanced trap, uh, uh, but I have powerful rays that I can use. Anyway, or I could alert the wizards if they were resting. Okay, but why can't you, if there's no wizards and you know we represent the wizards, why can't you just let us in? Well, I need your help. I could let you in, but I need your help to keep this area secure because, like I said, I'm bolted here. And the magic, uh, so there's, there was this place, uh, once had its own natural creatures that lived in this area. This is a swampy, wet area. And uh, in the back areas, uh, right here in the hallways, they call them, uh, two of these beings uh, have have made homes in their wet rooms, the water closets, they call them. There's two sets... So the, in this before time, there's two different water closet areas, and uh, they're divided up into different water closets themselves. Okay, so there's some sort of beings uh, 
that we need to deal with. Well, it's they've fused with another being, the magic. Uh, so what would have once been a ground-walking L-I-Z-A-R-D. There was also a shop that sold stuffed animals, and somehow they've merged into one, uh, I'd call it a plush gator is what I would call it. It's a pl- plush stuffed toys. Uh, I don't know. It's very, like, uh, and that's some of the wizards were uh, surprised by that. Uh, so the, 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 they're not very, anyway. I need you to clear them out of the restrooms and then I can allow you passage to the lab and, and to, to the wizard's camp. Or we could do battle and you could uh, just do your force your way in. But I can't let you proceed without your help in helping me keep my mission going. And also I need you to secure those, like board up those rooms so no, more of them can't come in. Well, I think we should just, this is, you're stuck. We could just battle you right here, and then we could go on with stuff. Wait a second, wait a second. But then, no, we should do this mission, because one, we're going to have to deal with them anyway, if they the wizards were surprised by them. So we might as well go deal with these plush gators, and then we don't even have to deal with this. Also, we don't know what kind of power this thing has. We're only second level. Is there anything else we need to know about once we deal with the plush gators? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the, 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 there were two wizards making camp, and uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure. They went to the lab. I heard some loud things. Are, because of the power and the leakage, the wizards are supposed to solve uh, more and more Non things are gaining sentience, much like me. I'm becoming self-aware, but I, I'm self-aware enough to just close my eyes most of the time because I'm stuck to this chair. Most of my memories are just giving a presentation about the technology for the show. Oh, welcome to the X1 exhibition. So I just kind of shut down, and you know the the whirring that you heard is me, me monitoring the area. So, oh, so in the wizard's laboratory, not their camp, uh, something, there's, there were wizards in there, but I haven't heard anything in a long time. Okay, so we got two plush gators, and then in the laboratory is possibly more T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Correct, correct. Uh, well, um, here's what I think. I think we should make camp in here. Because, uh, like in rest, can we can we close those doors? Uh, reinforce those doors too. Will, will you watch over us while we rest? I will watch over you while you rest. Uh, and uh, let's just we'll just take a short break here. We'll we'll rest as we as characters will do a short rest. Uh, because we never communicated like. Uh, how we're going to do stuff so we can take a calm rest here and get some naps in. And then we'll pick up this adventure uh, and kind of figure out, like, Imwata, what spells you have, uh, and then our order of everything. But, you know, now it'll be time to rest, okay? I can watch over you while you rest. That sounds good. Good night.